You guys, if you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, you need to. It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcast, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome to Mimesis, a podcast about all the twisted ways that art and life imitate each other. I'm Sandra Sheriff Zachary. And I'm Stacy Rourke. And I'm so proud of you. That was I the first it. time you did the opening all by yourself. <laughs> all by myself without like saying it 50 hundred times. I uh, know. 50 hundred. That's 50 a hundred. <laughs> 50, 50 hundred. I can't count that high, I don't think. No, you can't. I can. Yeah. Not really. <laughs> Well, to our listeners, um, Sandra has really struggled with the opening. There's a reason that I have done it in every recording up to this point, because those words I, just could not come out of your mouth properly. No, I even had them written down and I just could not do it. I, I think what helped is that I wrote it down like 50 times. Oh my gosh, that's the same trick that your grandmother used on me when I was in elementary school so I would learn my states and capitals. I had to write them all 50 times. Ask me how many I can remember off the top of my head right now. How many? Not many. <laughs> Not many. Like if I got a dozen, I'd be like, "Woo, that's more than I thought I was going to get. I couldn't do it. No. At the time, I, 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 was, I was there. I was on, on point. The yeah. knowledge has since just seeped out of my brain. Anyways, this is going to be our first intentional mini episode. Yes. <laughs> that one was fun. Yeah. Nursery Rhymes was supposed to be a, a full episode, but um, painkillers after surgery, that just made that one a hot mess. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> this one we will intentionally be keeping short. And yes. we realized. You know, our first, what, three episodes, we had to re-record them. Yeah. And when we yeah. first did our Jaws episode, we kind of introduced ourselves. Yep. And when we re-recorded it, we, we did didn't not. really do that. <laughs> we didn't really tell much about ourselves. So we thought for this one, it would be fun to uh, tell a little bit about our, our professional sides and do our own little mimesis of how we viewed our careers via the Real media <laughs> yeah before we were thrust into them or yeah. maybe after we were and could compare and com contrast yeah so, so that's that's the plan do you want to <laughs> take the helm on this one i will i gotta stop doing this i keep like clicking my pen <laughs> <laughs> wait i have one too and it, and it like makes this really horrible noise my daughter has a pen that when you click it, a light comes on instead of it actually like getting ready to write. And it confuses me every single time I click it. And I'm like, why, why are you lighting I found up that pen That's... when I was down there? Yeah. This and is not, I was like, how do I write with this? <laughs> is this a laser pen? Why is that a function that a pen needs? Just yeah. whatever. Okay. 
So why don't you tell people a little bit about your professional side, my love? So I am a chef. (laughs) I have my culinary arts degree and I've worked at lots of places. Including Disney World. Including Disney at the Magic Kingdom. Class of 09, I think it was, for their college internship. Awesome. Such a cool opportunity. (laughs) (laughs) I miss working with you. But then came back to Michigan and ran a cheesecake factory, which was a lot of fun. That sounds Um, fun. Then I... What else did I do? I worked at a brewery, which was a lot of fun. But for the most part, I was a overpaid babysitter. Underpaid babysitter. Underpaid. Underpaid, underpaid. babysitter. Wait, yeah. hold on just a minute. You worked at a cheesecake factory? like Not the cheesecake factory. Okay. No, no it was Grand Rapids Cheesecake Factory. Okay. For a minute there, I was like, all these years, I thought it was like a cheesecake bakery and it was a cheesecake factory. Okay. It was was a bakery. It was like a mom and pop shop. The guy was from Vegas, moved to Grand Rapids, opened it. Yeah. And then I was the only worker there. I made all their cheesecakes. That's very cool. 60 different flavors. Or no, there was 30. And by the time I left, there were 60. And now you enjoyed working there. That was. Yeah. Yeah. I remember was, a lot of happy Sandy stories. Yeah. <laughs> that was the, I really like baking and running a deli because there was a deli with it as well. And Cute. The only time I didn't like it was I was by myself. <laughs> so it got a little boring. Yeah. yeah. I spend most of my days working by myself. So yeah, <laughs> I just talk to myself more than that. And that's a whole nother story we'll go into later. But I talk <laughs> to myself. in your head? No, no, like I, I don't realize I'm doing it because I'm home by myself so much that sometimes yeah. I don't realize I'm talking to myself until I'm in public and I'm talking to myself and I'm like, well, now you look nuts. <laughs> so yeah, I get that. Yeah. yeah. And then and you then, moved, you moved to the the brewery from there, right? From there, I went to the brewery, and there I worked for about three years, I think it was. And really honed in my culinary skills there and the really extreme fast pace. Like, even though Disney was extremely fast paced, the brewery, we did a lot of catering, a lot of sales. Like, it was intense. Like, we called Burger Mondays hell. <laughs> yeah. Because we, it did. seems Disney would be more of like an assembly line kind of process it where was. it was. Yeah. The brewery, like, you guys are just knee-deep in it. Yeah. The Disney, we didn't have a problem with staffing. And the brewery just, we didn't, we had staff, but it was just so much so quickly. Yeah. And high turnover rate. All the equipment. Oh, Oh, yeah. 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 Disney, you had, like, five people working one station. And at the brewery, it was, like, one person per station. So, yeah, there was this Mother's Day that we worked with Mother's Day coming up that at the last minute they decided to change the menu and put something on that we hadn't prepped and mothers ate free. And Nicole, (laughs) 
picked the I station. I love Nicole. Then. Hi, Nicole. Uh-huh. Nicole picked the station and it was chicken marsalas. And that's all she cooked all day. I think we were on that line from 9 a.m. when we were trying to like hurry up and prep this dish because it wasn't supposed to be on there. And then we didn't leave the line until our replacements came at 6 p.m. Oh my gosh. Yeah. You had to be so hot and so sweaty and just so hot, so sweaty, had to pee, needed to just take a mental break because we got our asses handed to us. Yeah. And oh. from that day on, Nicole had dreams about exploding chicken marsalas. <laughs> <laughs> so now, are there any other things you want to highlight or do you want to? Yeah, from there, I actually went and became an executive chef and ran my own kitchen. Oh, that's from right. <gasps> opening, like brand new kitchen. I got to buy everything. That's to, amazing. Like making the menu, everything. It was amazing. And well, there, to people listening who have never experienced your cooking, you're phenomenal. So well, thank you. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Yeah. Like it, it was a dream that I had wanted that I wanted to open my own like cafe, um, restaurant and to be able to do that for somebody else kind of gave me the experience for when I do eventually open one for myself. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I see that happening for you. I see I a so. cute little food truck with your your name yeah, on the my, side. I see it. <laughs> my, what is it called? Goal, dream, dream goal ambition. Kind of <laughs> shifted a little. Like it's not so much a brick and mortar restaurant. It's the food truck that's very mobile that gives me the flexibility that I want. Well, and that's the rage right now. That's where yeah. things are moving towards. Yeah. So that's that's a great thing to have. You don't get that in the restaurant industry hardly at all. It's you're working holidays. You're working the days that people want off, like weekends. Like it's, it sucks. Yeah. (laughs) It's hard. It's like retail. Uh, The food industry and retail, those are just horrible for family time and holidays. No, don't plan on going into the culinary field at all. Yeah. Yeah. Like I was lucky as the executive chef that it was on Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. till about 2 to 3 p.m. I was extremely lucky for that. Yeah. But it's not the norm. And that was a whole lot more stressful for you, too. I do remember that when you were working there. I mean, there I was trying. I just had a new job. We bought a house and trying to plan the wedding. Yeah. There was a lot going on. (laughs) Yes, there was. But the wedding was beautiful. So it was. Thank you for all your help. Yeah. You it was made fun. it great. Yeah. I just showed up. No, you didn't. You made the little Disney moment happen. I did. I did. I made a magical Disney moment for her where I was her fairy godmother. And um, I had a little apron I put on her that was Beauty and the Beast. And I had turned my husband and one of the other bridesmaids into my little mice that had to help me make wishes come true. And then her husband came out with a red rose and they danced to... Um, Beauty and the Beast together, and it was just absolutely adorable. It was super cute. You also had Lumiere. Oh, yeah. I got her a replica of Lumiere. And I told her, I was like, dude, you have no idea how hard it was for me to get this thing off. It's so cool. (laughs) And then there was the whole afterwards. You were like, I need you to appreciate this. And we're both drunk, and there's a picture of it. (laughs) 
is two incredibly dressed up women looking fan and fantastic. We were holding Lumiere between us and both of us looked so serious in that moment. Like it was this golden child that we were discussing. And <laughs> that's a great picture. We should put that on our social media so people can see that picture because yeah. it was so funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, oh, goodness. So tell us a little bit about yours and then we can compare them. Okay, well, let's see. Over a decade ago, I wrote my first book while I was trying to find a way to keep myself sane while having two babies at home. I had a, uh, a my, my kids are 17 months apart, so right. I had a newborn and a 17-month-old. Mm -hmm. I w intended to go back to work. I have a marketing degree. I was working in sales. I intended to go back to work. And then I got pregnant again. So then it was, okay, well, I guess I'm going to stay home for a while. And uh, I think that was probably one of the best things that ever happened ever yeah. for more than one reason, because I've got my oh, two yeah. babies. Uh, but also because writing is something I've done since I was in elementary school. And being home with them and needing an, an, a creative outlet for myself, I started writing and it just felt like a light went on and it was kind of a why haven't you been doing this all along type of thing. Yeah. It's just it just felt right. Well, so I that was when you told me that you wanted to be an author. Really? I like, yeah, I it, came do out. It, do it. <laughs> <laughs> I came out to everybody like, you know, this was I was closeted as an author for a long time and then I came uh -huh. out. And I um, was like, please, 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 please just do it. Yeah. And now I have over 30 titles in my 30? catalog yeah i have over 30 in my catalog now Yay. i briefly and i say briefly it was about four or five years i did own a small press publishing house which mm -hmm. i think i told you this the other day i thought it was really cool because my publishing house was called anchor group and the um the platform we use insane. for our podcast is anchor and i was like yep. that just seems seems kismet seems perfect mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, so I, I owned a publishing house for a while, and then I just started. I that closed. It, it went full circle. I felt I had done all for those authors that I could, and they, I set them free into the world. Yeah, and from there, I then uh, launched a book event that we were doing annually in Michigan and Frankenmuth, Michigan, but then a pandemic hit COVID and had to happen and yeah our plans. so <laughs> what would have been year five of the event it's called once upon a book in frankenmuth michigan um that was right before or it was right as COVID hit that we were supposed to hit yeah. year number five so yeah, now this year we're coming yep this year we're coming back together and this is going to be our fifth year and we're very excited about it and oh, i'm so excited i can't wait it's the best party ever Thank you. <laughs> so that's that's a little bit about me. I'm author, publisher, event coordinator, all things literary. Amazing at every single one of those. Oh, thank you. And I didn't even have to pay you to say that. No, no, <laughs> not at all. This is all said with love and actual like admiration. Is that the right word? It was. Okay. Or I'm going to go with it. I liked it. I thought it was a good <laughs> choice of words. So let's go with it. Yeah. Okay. Like so. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, like, it's met with, like, the most, like, respect. Like, you are amazing at, like, literally everything. Like, I love your books. The parties that you put on for Once Upon a Book and, like, getting all the authors. Like, I love buying all the books there. Like, 
big reader fan. So uh, it's amazing what you do. When I first started putting together Once Upon a Book, I told Jay, my husband, that um, I considered it me actually marrying my work. And I know that sounds horrible because people say they're married their work to their work and it sounds it sounds bad. But, but I love what I do so much that when I put Once Upon a Book on, to me, it's a celebration. It's a celebration of a community that I love. We consider everybody that goes and joins in this part of the tribe, the tribe yeah. of people that live and breathe books. And you know, it, everybody just cares for each other and they're all there for a mutual uh, appreciation of the written word. Yeah. And damn, it's just fun. It's just fun. Yeah, it really is. And like the tribe is amazing. Like I volunteer and help you out with it. And it's like all the volunteers are amazing. All the authors that come and sell their books are amazing. Like it's just, it's great. And then I get to get all of your books that I realized I don't have. <laughs> Because I have all of your books on ebooks, but realize that somehow between the shuffle of moving, I don't have them all anymore. <laughs> my one of my favorite things to see at Once Upon a Book is the readers that come with a cart. Yes. And not just the cart. They have to take the cart back to their room and empty yeah. the cart and come back so they can get more books. And that blows my freaking mind. But it's just yeah. it's just amazing. I love those, to see that. It's like, how are you getting all that home? They're like, oh, we're shipping it. <laughs> yeah. Please tell me that you're not going to try to carry that on the plane. Right. That's heavy. Right. Okay, so let me ask you this. Before you became a chef, mm -hmm. was there anything in particular uh, TV, movie, anything like that, that you looked at it and went, I want to do that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it wasn't actually being a chef. It was really? being a baker. Yes. Okay. You told me to get a degree in something. Because <laughs> I did. <laughs> you did. Because the college that I went to did not offer a baking degree. They only offered a baking certificate. So you told me you need a degree in something. So I went culinary arts and still did some of the baking classes that they offered and really fell in love with being a cook and a chef and so the one movie that sticks out in my head was the perfect man do you remember that movie oh my gosh it sounds familiar who's in it hillary duff in it <laughs> oh no wonder you loved it you were obsessed with her I was. my husband used to call her hillary dork in front of you just because it drove you crazy uh-huh i wanted <laughs> to be like her mom which i can't remember her the actress name that she was but um the whole movie she's like just decorating cakes and that's what oh, i wanted to do is decorate okay. all the beautiful cakes that she was making that was just the fantasy yep yep now then, go ahead i was gonna say and then as it shifted when i like fell in love with cooking it became um the movie because i said so with mandy moore okay she I'm going to nod like I've seen these movies. You and I watch such different things that I'm like, this was I'm sorry, was school. there? <laughs> okay. like, this was I'm not a rom-com girl at all. Yeah, this was back when I was in <laughs> high school, like my senior, sophomore year, or no, freshman year of college. So okay. I was young, but I wanted the catering company that she had. 
Okay. It was just the way that they showed it was amazing. And I was like, I want to do all this. I want to go to the parties. I want to have fun and be like having my work showcased. Yeah. I worked in catering for a while and it is fun. It is fun. I had a great time. I catered weddings for um, a company in Michigan. I don't think they're even open anymore, but yeah, I got paid to go to parties. It was, it was a lot of fun. And then you party with the people afterwards. That's the fun. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Exactly. And the bartenders are really nice to you. They're like, you seem to have a stressful day. Here you Uh go. Uh Yeah. Yeah. I never left without at least two drinks. (laughs) 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 Um, So it was called the catering company that Mandy Moore had on that show or the movie was called Good Enough to Eat. And it was really cute. And I didn't have my first boyfriend then. (laughs) So yes, I was a freshman in college and never had a boyfriend. And so like, that's where I was like, oh, I can fall in love there. (laughs) (laughs) That's a whole conversation for another day. We'll do an episode about first loves and we'll talk about him then. (laughs) That's where I was like, it can, I can have the company and meet the guy of my dreams. Cute. Yeah. Cute. And now, now that you've worked in the industry, is there anything that you've seen like TV movie, anything like that, that more accurately portrays it in your mind of what it's really like to run a kitchen? No, no. <laughs> they Maybe still like have kitchen Hell's nightmares. Kitchen, yeah. <laughs> Hell's Kitchen, yeah. Not necessarily Hell's Kitchen, but like Kitchen Nightmares. That is, I still don't know if Gordon I've seen Ramsey. that one. Okay, yeah. it's still Gordon. But yeah, no people. I love him right. so much because he screams oh, at adults left and right, but with kids, he's so sweet, and it just melts yeah. your heart. Yeah, he is like amazing. Like he. I would love to work under him and just pick his brain and like get that knowledge, but I don't want him yelling at me. Yeah. Not I would cry. Oh, I would definitely break down and cry. <laughs> yeah. I want to learn. Stop yeah. yelling at me. Yeah. It would I'd be in the corner crying like I need to go home. <laughs> <laughs> I changed my mind. Do you watch any of the, um, oh my gosh, my kids and I are obsessed with them. Like at Halloween, they have the- um, Oh yeah, like the cupcake wars and that kind of stuff? uh, Not the cupcake wars. It's the one where they make giant scenes. Um, They make giant Christmas scenes and they make giant Halloween scenes. I can't think of what it's called, but yeah, I've I've watched a few of them. The great, I can't remember, the great Halloween bake-off or something, but they make like entire people and monsters out of Rice Krispie treats and oh my gosh, we love this. Oh, you know, and that's yeah. the thing with those shows is you watch it like you, you absolutely could do it. Yeah. I watch those shows and I'm like, I could totally do that. <laughs> no, I couldn't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like uh, Chopped, you know, the show Chopped. Yes. Like I'm always like, oh, I could do that. I could do that. And then I actually know somebody who was on there. Really? His twin brother. Yeah. And he's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay. no, no. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Oh. The other one that like really like gave me the false perspective of like what I thought it would be and what um it actually turned out to be was Anthony Bourdain, his No Reservation series. Yeah. 
because I always wanted to travel and try everything. I thought that was like the chef's life was that you could travel a lot and try a lot of different cuisines. And yeah. That's not the case. That, uh, that didn't work out for him so well either. <laughs> no, not so much. <laughs> so sad. So sad. It really is. We, he was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Tragic. Yeah, that okay. would be nice, though, if you could just travel and <laughs> eat oh, food. Oh, yeah, that would be the life. But that takes money that I didn't realize that you really needed because yeah. I was young. And <laughs> That's how really I felt about, about um, Josh Gates. He does all those adventure shows and he like he goes and does all these crazy adventures and he just in injects his own snarky humor <laughs> <laughs> to me. Like <laughs> I'm going, wait, so you travel and you're just sarcastic the whole time? <laughs> Sign me up. I could right. do that. <laughs> right. Okay. Apparently so. there's not a big in uh market for that. Okay. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> I wish there was. I know. Okay. So what was your take on like on authors before I became on, one? Right. You know, you and I touched on this briefly before we started recording. And I had a view of authors before I became one. And in some ways, it was very authentic. In other ways, it was totally not. But I don't know what formed this. It, like, I couldn't put my finger on, like, a movie or a TV show or anything. Yeah. But in my mind, I saw authors as incredibly pretentious people <laughs> that were, like, wearing tweed coats with the suede elbow patches <laughs> and, you know, very snooty. Yeah. Um, and I... I remember um, your grandmother, my mother, suggesting to me, because I love to write since I was little, that I become a writer. And I remember thinking, oh, my gosh, that sounds exhausting. Coming up with creative <laughs> ideas all the time. Holy crap, that sounds exhausting. Yeah. And now that I'm more than a decade in, uh, I have never met any author that was wearing tweed with elbow patches <laughs> ever. I've I've been lucky enough not to meet any pretentious authors. So can somebody please that's going to Once Upon a Book please wear a tweed jacket? <laughs> wear a tweed jacket with elbow with the yeah, please. <laughs> um no, if you've been to any literary events, authors are not pretentious. As a matter yeah. of fact, that group can get down. <laughs> Holy yes. crap. They can <laughs> cut loose like no other and one of the reasons I love the literary community. Um, but the the part about, wow, it sounds exhausting, it absolutely is. It absolutely yep. is. Like your brain, you can't have a day where you're just kind of slacking off. Like you have to be in it, you know, otherwise your writing is going to suffer for it. So in yeah. that aspect, I was right there. But uh, I think other things that I saw as I was writing my first book and starting to get more into the industry. I remember that's right around the time when Sex in the City was a huge show. Everybody oh, loved, that show, loved yeah. it. Do you remember Carrie's uh, book launch party? <laughs> no. <laughs> she has this huge party. I mean, like all of New York so, uh, society is out for this big party. She is dressed to the nines. She descends this cur curving staircase to, 
you know, the, the applause of all of her guests. It's this great magical moment where everybody just, oh, there she is. Yeah. Um, I've released 30 some books. <laughs> <laughs> Never have I descended this curving staircase to celebrate the launch of a book. As a matter of fact, most launch days, I don't put on pants. I'm usually, uh, in my pajamas, on my computer screen, all day long, trying to get shares, likes, follows, trying to get the buzz for this yeah, book to, like, out. Market it. Yeah, it's exhausting, and it's yeah, it's it's nothing like that. It's juggling everything, trying to get the word out. Uh, maybe someday, I don't know how. Maybe at book fifty, there will be a grand staircase. But I'm I not can make quite that happen there. for you. <laughs> At Maybe some we get point. to do it with the podcast. Oh, that'd be great. I would love that. <laughs> we can both come down staircases waving, yeah. doing the princess wave, the elbow, elbow, wrist, yeah, wrist totally. wave. <laughs> yeah. So I didn't have the uh, Carrie Bradshaw book launch. There is one show, and I loved the show so much, but the way it portrayed the literary field drove me Frickin' insane. Oh, did they get wrong? It was Jane the Virgin. I don't okay, I never watch that. It's a great show. It's fantastic. Uh, I love it. I get that it's a telenovela, so it's supposed to be very over the top. I get okay. that. But like, oh, Jane writes her first book, and now, oh, she's got a, a big book deal, and you know, oh, this is happening, and now this is happening. Yeah. And I'm like, that don't happen. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> it's just she just tumbles into all of this. And it's I'm not saying it's never happened for anybody. I'm sure somebody has lucked out and got a book deal like that. But yeah, large part, that's not how that goes. And watching it like usually I watch a show that I like and then I'll watch it again. And some of those episodes, I just have to skip over it because I'm going, you know what, don't don't tell new and aspiring authors that that's how it goes. Right. You know, because then they're just going to get let down and that's yeah, not fair you, to them. You got to put a lot of work in. You got to build your name. You got to build your brand. It's exhausting. Don't tell yes. people you're just going to stumble into this. That's, yeah. that's not authentic. Another thing that I've seen in a lot, and I mean countless movies and TV shows, is you will see an author signing their book and there's always a line out the door. Yeah all the time. And I've seen I've seen authors that have had that happen. I've been at events where an author had the line out the door and around the corner. Absolutely that does yeah. happen. I have had a lineup of of people at my tables never that long, but you know, I appreciate you every single one line. of them. <laughs> yeah, I don't care if it's four people deep. I have a line and I appreciate yeah. all of you immensely. Um but another thing that I would want authors starting out to realize is your first few book signings that you go to, not more than your first few. I still have to do it at ones that people don't know who I am. Yeah. Every single person that walks by, you're having to pitch your book to everybody yes. that yes. walks by. It's not just that all of a sudden you have a line out the door. You need no. to be ready to pitch it, have two or three lines to sell your book. And again, it's something I wish that TV movies would show is you yeah. know what it really looks like yeah because you have to really 
have the marketing down to be able to even pitch your book because if the, you don't give them something that they're interested within like two to three lines they're gonna walk away yeah you know what even if it's a phrase even if it's yeah. it doesn't have to sum up the series um no. corpse queen it would be something like um beetlejuice meets the good place you know something yeah. like that the corpse queen is one of my books i realized i didn't state that go again but <laughs> it's one of my we books talked about it before yeah you episode. have to have something quick and and quippy to yeah. catch their attention my yeah. book uh crane a modern day spin on sleepy hollow it it doesn't even have to sum the whole story up just something to grab their attention quick before they just stroll right. on right. so yeah that's I mean, something that i wish covers as well they are yes. very eye-catching Thank you. I Which have nothing to I, do with that. That's my very talented cover artist that do that. You have to okay them though, and you. I have do, and we come up with ideas, ideas, and yeah, it's really funny for um, my Death Digger series. Everyone is a hand in a different position, yes. and my cover artist Melissa Stevens, who's absolutely brilliant, but her and I have sent pictures of our hands back and forth <laughs> to each other, where it's like this pose doesn't work. What do you think of this pose? It's. The That's fact awesome. that neither of us have sent a picture of our hand flipping each other off just to be funny really just blows my mind. Because... That needs to be the last book. <laughs> that needs to be the last book. <laughs> Dead and over it. And it flips. <laughs> yes. There you go. Love it. That's fantastic. <laughs> Melissa, I have an idea for the last book. There you go. That's cute. We created on the podcast. We did. <laughs> Oh, goodness. So what about podcasts? Have you seen any uh, TV or movies or anything about what to expect in a podcast? No, not really. I know. We're just completely flying blind. Yeah. I mean, the only thing that I can see that like are podcasts that I listen to and yeah. they're very successful. And yeah. And like, oh, that was another one. The <laughs> I used to watch. Georgia Hearthstark on Allie and Georgia. Drinks oh, and she's and part Georgia. of your she's your part of your podcast you love so much. Yeah, what's she's, the name um, of it? My favorite murder. That's right. Yep. With Karen and Georgia, but mm -hmm. I had met her. Not met her <laughs> like that would be awesome, but like I was introduced to her before when I would come home from college and come and sleep on your couch. <laughs> You had hey, TV it wasn't a I couch. Didn't. It was a futon. <laughs> but I would come and watch TV because I didn't have TV and you had direct TV at the time. So like, you oh, my gosh, the broke college student life. <laughs> yes. Yes. So I would watch the drinks with Allie and Georgia and it was like, I thought I could make these drinks when I turned 21. <laughs> And some of the drinks were the most disgusting, vile things ever. <laughs> like what? Do you remember any of them? Oh, gosh. I, like, tried mixing everything. Like <laughs> rum with, like, Bailey. Like, it was bad. Oh, yeah. oh that made my stomach yeah. roll just thinking about it. Yeah. Like, I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> and then with culinary school, we had to take a bar and beverage class. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, oh, I get it now. <laughs> but I was underage on that one and got pretty drunk and I had to retake the class. Oh, no. That time I knew not to drink. Oh, wait. Don't actually drink everything that you mix. Just yeah. dump it out. Yep. Oops. 
We are not condoning underage drinking. Not at all. Not at all. Okay. <laughs> I was just going to say that would, um, like, she went from cooking to podcasting. Yep. And we can make this happen. <laughs> Absolutely. We're making it happen right now. We are. And I think this is the first time we've really opened up about ourselves. Yes. On the, on the podcast. So I hope you guys find us somewhat entertaining now that you know a little bit more about us. I hope so. <laughs> she cooks. I write books. Yes. That's what we do. Yes. And then she comes to my house and I cook for her because that's the, the maternal side of me as I feel uh -huh. the need to let her sit so she can she can be cooked for a little bit. Yeah. But I like cooking. So I like. I know. But I like skills in cooking for you, too. I what, like. What did yes. your daughter say the last time I was there? <laughs> Which time? I don't know. I was heavily medicated. Oh, yeah. You were heavily medicated. <laughs> oh, I made her breakfast one morning and I made her scrambled eggs. And she's mm. like, these are the best eggs ever. She did. She did. She was like, my mom's good eggs are OK. These are amazing. <laughs> well, then she asked me, like, not really asking, but asking. To make you. Make you <laughs> I'm hungry. Okay, what do you want? Do you want this? Do you want this? Do you want this? No. Do you want me to make you scrambled eggs? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she can't just ask for it. No. no. I need you to guess what I yeah. want. Yeah. That's a teenage thing. Oh, it is. It is. It absolutely yeah. is. We're I'm also going to do that. <sighs> We're also going through the um, one of them will be in a mood. What's wrong? Nothing. And it's like oh. the most like over dramatic, like nothing. <laughs> and then you have to decide, is this one of those moments where I need to pry it out of them or do I just step back? So we're yeah. still trying to figure out <laughs> what, 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 what moment is what? When do you press? Right. When do you let them go? Right. When do you give them a cookie? That's what I did today. <laughs> I'm so jealous of those cookies. I know. We went to crumble cookies for the first time. Oh, and here's another thing. We're totally off this off topic here. You walk into that and they have the cookies like on display and they have the calorie content right above them, like in big letters. Right? Right. So it's like this big ass cookie and it's like yeah. 90 calories, 110 calories. What? And my ass is like, I'm eating every bite of that cookie. But I didn't yeah. because I wasn't like hungry right then. But I'm like later tonight, I'm eating every bite of that cookie. And then I went on social media on my own Facebook page and I posted a picture of the cookies and somebody showed me this like device that you can get specifically for the crumble cookies that like breaks them into sections. And my okay. brain was like, well, why do you need that? So then I looked <gasps> because one of those cookies is five freaking servings. Oh my goodness. So that 90... 100 calories is like one little For, sliver like, of little that sliver. cookie. Yeah. Oh, my mm -hmm. goodness. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, okay, so you know the display right there in Crumble Cookie? Like, that's what I wanted yeah. my bakery to look like. Cute. With that display. Yeah. Cute. Now, we talked before about the stuff that you put on the food to preserve it. Would you, like, yes. make those and then preserve that so it'll last through the day? Or no. No. you just I make totally the cookies it, and like, set them out? Yeah, do it Amaret style, where it's like a refrigerated case. Oh, okay. That way yeah. you can just have them out and yep. put more in. As in. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. These weren't refrigerated. These were just on the counter. Oh, okay. So, but yeah. it also... So I you... want mine to look like Amaret's at Disney. Okay. <laughs> 
which if you've never been to Emirates, they have huge displays there of all their desserts. And they actually have some of the bakers behind the scenes making them when you walk in. And it's yeah. just phenomenal. I it's could stand gorgeous. there and watch them forever. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I have. <laughs> <laughs> well, Crumble, when you walk in, you don't even order at the counter. There's like um, two screens over on the wall. And you go in oh. and type your order in over there. See, I've and never give been. You- I didn't know how it worked. Yeah, and then you walk over to the pickup counter and they just say your name and hand you your box of cookies. Oh, nice. So it was really good. I uh, I didn't need to know the calories. <laughs> I kind of wish I didn't. Yeah. Now that I am I do, I'm like, oh, I can only have a quarter of that cookie at a time. Good to know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I think we've given people a little bit more insight into us. If you listening want any other questions answered within reason we're not going to get too crazy personal (laughs) yeah message us your questions you can find us on facebook at facebook.com backslash the mimesis podcast you can find us on instagram at the mimesis podcast you can find us at the mimesis podcast at gmail.com to send us a message directly or our beautiful website that Sandra designed at mimesispodcast.com. Did I get all those right? That was a lot. Yes, you did. Yeah. All right, cool. Whew. You didn't say backsplash this time. <laughs> I did. And we didn't correct that either. One of these episodes, if you listen really closely, you can hear me yep. say backsplash. Yep. <laughs> I think it was the Jaws episode. So it kind of fits in. Oh, yeah, it makes it sound like good. I was on theme, but we'll yeah. go with the fact that I was on theme and I didn't just totally. Well, that you just had surgery too. So <laughs> I know I was so medicated. <laughs> Oh, goodness. Yeah. So if you have any questions for us, yep, we'd be glad to answer them for you. Yeah. Any show ideas, any episodes in particular that you would like us to consider, send them to us. Otherwise, we will see you next time. Our next one will be another full episode before we do yep. some more minis. All right. Until next time. I think that's all we got for these nice people today. Yep. We'll all see right. You later. Bye.